0: Chapter 13. Thrill Seekers Lord Raynor, this is Commander Burgess from Hydra 2 Central. A block-level event is underway in 37B, centered around the Vortex. It's fight night, so potential combatants number well into the hundreds. Commander, why not let the situation burn itself out like last time? Arbiter hostages have been taken, including a silver restricted. Lines have been crossed, and some of the combatants are armed. What is your planned response? An Arbiter Tactical Company is forming in double zero. They will be moving out in ten minutes. A PDF battalion is being called up in case the situation escalates. You are authorized all measures to get those Arbiters clear. We'll deal with the repercussions later. The potential for rioting and widespread violence is high if we hit them too hard. Then it will become the PDF's turn. Whoever crossed the line tonight should have known better. My plan for the night was to corner Breezy and List for a more candid talk. A truce wasn't built in an afternoon, and I wanted to know the true colors concealed beneath their corrupted blue auras. Being noble house scions gave us common ground, but they were wild cards, and I needed them in my deck. Watersheds had its backstreet dive bar charm, but the kitchen club had a stronger spell to weave on all comers. I don't know how it worked, but it did. The music ramped up, and the entertainment lasers built cages of light around each of the floor-to-ceiling poles. The dancers clad in gold and silver, floated down like flaming feathers, their movement slow and graceful, with barely a finger touching the silvery sheen of each polished shaft. The silvery rods provided a service that was purely psychological in nature, a necessary connection for the minds of the audience. It was utterly enthralling. The purple people-eater seated at my table explained that the lasers were meaningless, a simple dazzle to distract from the shimmer of a zero-G field, It worked so well that I barely noticed when Breezy and List arrived, chasing away my well-versed fate bodyguard. On my left, List sat at arm's length with the patient smile of a jackal. Breezy sat entirely too close on my right. Beneath her long black leather jacket, she ditched her dark blue mini-dress for one in shimmery gold. It was utterly unfair. I looked over at List and he gave me a wave, telling me to get on with it. Having met my mother, he'd done enough talking for one day. Breezy or Brianne, I whispered. Bree. I was floored by her expression, a combination of two separate personalities, one fiery and determined like her dress, the other coy, careful, and completely vulnerable. I didn't have to wonder what to do next as she leaned forward and looked up into my eyes. I kissed her in earnest. We took it slow, allowing the floor show time to burn itself out. How long was I gone, I said as we came up for air. List pointed to two empty glasses on the table in front of him. A third drink was half full in his hand, and suddenly I was an optimist. Bree rested her head against my arm and scanned the room around us. She was a few years older than me but seemed to have retreated a year or two as she integrated the softer half of her existence. I took advantage of our new connection. Bree, can I have the knife back? She reached into her jacket pocket and placed a pewter gray blade on the table in front of me. I was keeping it safe. Well, it doesn't belong to me, and I feel the need to return it to the warden that lost it. List set down his drink. Silver, do you think that's a good idea? On the scale of my ideas, good was always relative. Having been thrown into the underhive pool, I was swimming for the coldest end. List, what do you know about the wardens? They're guardians. Of what? Can you keep a secret and promise not to act on what I tell you? No, but by Bree's dress I swear I'll protect you and your sister the best that I can. He smiled. I picked out the dress myself. List, you have exquisite taste. Now about those wardens. List leaned forward. The greys guard, Lady Horn. They're part of her cabal. I thought the Underhive was ruled by a baron of sorts. Lady Horn is the Red Baron's partner. Does she create the colored contracts for the fates? No, those come from Offworld. Lady Horn is only a willing intermediary. Another blue arrived at our table in a blur, a messenger. The fates kept their hive comms' chatter to a vague minimum, especially in emergencies. Boss, fight night at the Vortex has gotten out of hand. I managed to avoid looking around for the boss and replied, Doesn't that happen often? I mean, isn't that the point of fight night? The newly arrived fate didn't disagree. Most weeks it's a beastly violent party, but tonight it's become a gang war with a slew of arbiters as the prize. Define a slew. At least four hostages. How do you know they're arbiters? We monitor the Hive security channels. The Adeptus Arbitus are forming a sizable task force in Ground Zero. Okay, I said. Let's get there first. I climbed out of the booth and shook the Blue's hand, giving him the night off. I may have siphoned off more than my share of Blue energy from him before I raced out the Kitchen Club's side door on my way to a service lift. Three sectors up, List took the lead with Breezy at my side. I recognized the new expression on her face, and her gold dress became achingly more enticing. As we arrived at the vortex, the line outside looked like it might start its own riot and tear down the block. The band inside played on, stoking the minds of the masses through the strands of overhead speakers. I asked Breezy, why haven't they cut the band's feed? The music keeps things heated but in check. At this point, if they suddenly stopped, the whole crowd inside and out might go ballistic. We waded into the club and a sea of frenzied onlookers, The immense arena below was only half-full and split into two uneven groups. A few skirmishes raged between the two tense lines, and several bodies littered the blood-stained floor. The larger of the two groups was creeping closer to its rival, looking to make a final move. The aggressors carried an assortment of polysteel combat blades, while the other gang seemed mostly unarmed. Both sides had snagged a pair of hostages and held enough knives at the ready to open four pretty throats. The smaller gang had their backs to the band and held knives to the necks of two junior arbiters. One of the captives was Caroluna Rayner. Her eyes were wide, and her hair pulsed in time to the beat of the tune. That, more than anything, explained the immediate mobilization. I'd put money on the PDF getting in on the action, too. My father wouldn't let this situation go to waste. The crowd on the platform overlooking the dance floor was packed. Drinkers and wounded were sharing the space with an angry mass of displaced brawlers. Credits were changing hands as side bets occurred everywhere, and all sorts of drinks rained down on the standoff below. I found a well-dressed patron with a thick wad of markers to highlight his expertise. He seemed to know what was going on and which way the scene would flow. The larger gang, a war band from Sector 55B, was launching a recruitment drive and had managed to sneak in a cache of blades, Their target was a smaller rival clan known to frequent fight night. The knives came out, and when the blood began to flow, the four arbiters hidden in the mix tried to break it up. As soon as they became hostages, the manager turned off the laser system, and everything slowed to a stop, except the band. Why didn't the fates step in and end the mess? I thought it was a sensible question. And risk the death of an arbiter. That would close the vortex down for sure. Fight night at the Vortex was a lower hive staple consumed by millions through a weekly video feed. Nobody dared to risk it. What are the odds of that happening? Better than even, he replied. Is there an over-under on the night's body count? Twenty. Five bodies have already left through the back door, and as you can see there are several more waiting to be picked up. And what is your name, sir? My friends call me Keg. Keg, my friends call me Silver. Silver. In less than 60 seconds, those four women will be outside greeting their fellow arbiters. Place your bets accordingly. Keg nodded his thanks, and I got to it. List, tell the manager it's time for a floor show like they have back at the kitchen. I had plenty of purple and blue energy running through me as I hopped over the railing. I topped it off with an intense rage. It wasn't the best mix for the featured act at the kitchen club, but instead of a pole, I was dancing with an empty bottle of Starfire 69. The color had drained from my eyes, leaving a sheen of alien silver. A web of multicolored laser lights crisscrossed randomly around my face and body, and I tried to mimic Zaxez's light-bending ability to further distort the view. It was the best I could do to mask my appearance on such short notice. I headed for the no-man's land between the two gangs, and instead of floating in like a feather, I staggered and waved the empty bottle of dismal spirits like a drunk. I belched a burst of white energy— hoping to stun any recording devices in and around the arena, and I worked on my deepest slur. This is my house. Who do I have to kill? From my left, a foot spun for the side of my head. I shrugged, and the attacker missed, dropping like a sack of recycled cadavers. I acted startled and quickly shuffled my way toward the larger of the two gangs. They held the bulk of the knives and two arbiter companions of Luna Rainer. You, this is my house. Let them go. I pointed at the two junior arbiters and the obvious boss standing in front of them. There was a reason that the lowest sub-zero sectors lacked any decent traffic or entertainment districts. The smell that far down was eye-watering, much like the gentleman that spat on me. He offered his sincerest apology. Who the feth are you? My faux inebriation was a form of camouflage, a way to hide the rage I felt inside. It wasn't a coincidence that a gang war had appeared here on my first official night in charge no, feathing, way. I stepped closer to the boss man and the two hostages. I swayed as I went. Hey, that's my girlfriend and her sister. I leaned in and loudly whispered to the boss, don't say anything, but the sister is way better. I laughed anyway. His sneer preceded a violent shove. I caught his arm as I fell backward to the floor, dragging him down with me. He wouldn't be getting up again. Ever. I may have passed out as my bottle shattered on the synth rubber floor beside me. When I came back a few seconds later, certainly well before a count of ten, only the four women remained standing in the lower arena. Everyone else was down and out. I hadn't had time to be thorough or act as an Arbiter would, so I'd gone for takedowns, not kills. It worked on my hounds. It would work on the pack of dogs that had dared to mess with the Fates and Fight Night. As I rolled the dead boss off of me, Blue Fates sped in and escorted the four junior Arbiters outside in time to meet the incoming tactical squads. My laser-strewn face popped up on the big screens around the club, declaring me the winner of the round and ringing all sorts of bells. It was a nice touch. I took my bows and peeled off my jacket, showing off my eyes and my fate marks to the crowd. At least the fates would know who or what had happened, and word would get back to the right bosses across the lower hive. Silver was a primary color. A horde of bouncers and helpful patrons stormed the floor, hauling off the bodies. Most of the troublemakers had been knocked unconscious, but some of the knife holders were dead. I hadn't taken any chances with those nearest the hostages, and medicuffs were suddenly in short supply. With the next round of fight night about to begin, I found Breezy's face in the crowd and pointed to the lounge door at the back. Before I could focus elsewhere, she was escorting me across the floor and up the back stairs with her jacket over her arm. She was my prize wrapped in gold." List held open the door to the private club room. Fates only. List, before anything else, you're going to wipe all the video of tonight's performance. I don't want a copy to escape, and certainly nothing for the authorities that are about to request one. It was as good an excuse as any to get a few minutes alone with his sister. Breezy had returned in full during the encounter with the gangs. Her face held a perpetual smirk, a rigid wall to hide behind as she eyed the private room. As lounges go, it was rough and certainly not worth the effort of walking up the short flight of stairs. But it gave us a chance at some privacy. I sent everyone else out, even the man behind the well-stocked bar. I took Breezy's coat and helped her put it back on. You don't like the dress. She sounded aggressive, wronged. You know that I do, but right now I care more about the woman that's hiding behind it. I reached out for her waist and felt the charge packs of her Lays pistols running hot. I clicked them off. How can I protect you if I'm not fully charged? The last time you were here, you had other intentions regarding my well-being. What changed? I'd connected with Brienne and Bree, but I hadn't squared things with Breezy, the toughest of the bunch. Lalo told us that you were a threat to the Fates and needed to be eliminated. He said it was the Baron's idea. If I told you to kill List, would you do it? No. If List told you to kill me, would you do it? She smiled as she replied. Maybe. I was okay with that answer. Breezy wasn't a robot or a hopeless case. She had held her fire when I jumped into the arena tonight. I gave her the lightest of kisses as a reward. Do you want me to stay with you tonight? Maybe. Her face seemed to relax and let go of the mask, but it was still there in her hip pocket if she needed it. Did it help? I said. What? I touched her right shoulder. The blue contract. No, I was barely there to begin with, and that only made things worse. Breezy emerged to sort things out. How did you find a balance? I'm still working on that. It was the most honest thing I'd ever heard from anyone, even myself. Balance? What balance? I hated for that dress to go to waste, but I'd made up my mind. I took a deep breath and kissed her again. Bree, let's get lost before your brother comes back. It was only a suggestion, but it worked.